Welcome to Blackout at Sunrise. Today I have Laura Heffernan, yoga practitioner and tutor, as well as healthcare worker and intensive care unit nurse in Cork University Hospital. Indeed. Okay. Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, I suppose the reason you're here, Laura, is probably to talk about one of your main passions, which is yoga. And I've noticed in, in, like, in recent times it's become very popular. And I don't know if you know, Ryan Giggs attributes his career longevity. To me. To you, to you and your inspiration, but to yoga. I think he was introduced to it by Roy Keane. And I can't imagine Roy Keane doing yoga for some reason. But yeah, he, he was like a high level sportsman up to 40, which is kind of alien, you know. Like nowadays, yeah. I think if you hit 30, you're, you're pretty much done. You know what I mean? Yeah, in, in sports. In some way or other, yeah. So yeah, it seems to be kind of accepted nowadays. And it's no longer like quote unquote, like hippie nonsense, you know. Yeah. So... Can you actually describe what it is and where it came from? Uh, well, yeah, I guess yoga is starting to really validate itself like in our culture now because mm. people are seeing benefits of it. But it originated like, thousands of years ago, really, like um, dating back to like 5000 BC. Um, and it was just like uh, like ancient yogis, like sages and monks. They're out in the hills like practicing meditative techniques and just being in tune with themselves and nature and God and whatnot. And um, over time, it developed into kind of a physical practice. And um, now, like we see it in modern life, like we see all the poses and the breathing and meditation, and that's becoming really popular. Did it start purely as a meditative practice? And did the the physical, like, poses, like follow on from that yeah okay. so um i i guess um my knowledge of it is from kind of uh patanjali who is considered the modern father of yoga okay um so what I'll he did say that again Pat- patanjali okay so he was like a, a sage as well and what he did is he um went through a lot of the scripture the hindu scripture and the yoga philosophy mm-hmm. which was kind of like ways to be closer to your true self and to god um, and what that involved was um, mostly meditation, mm-hmm. but then all these physical practices came in because um, it helped prepare the body for the meditation, and like breathing practices came in because it helped to prepare the body for meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, over time, it developed into being able to use these things just as like um, civilians would start to use these practices okay. to make their lives better, um, to help them to be closer to God or nature or to themselves. You know, just so kind of grew kind there. of spiritually driven. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. So, yeah, the spiritual thing, was that what drew you to it? Or was it the, the actual uh, physical? No, it was definitely the physical. And I think that's where kind of coming from, you know, we're talking about like sports people getting some longevity of, of their of practice, career, yeah. their career, whatever, out yeah. of using yoga. So uh, maybe how uh, previously it was like, oh, what is that? You know, that kind of, that's a spiritual thing. I want to stay away from that. That could be, you know, interfere with what I believe already or, you know. Yeah. So I yeah, think maybe people were afraid that it would like almost counteract their religious beliefs or exactly. their, their current spiritual beliefs. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big fear and, and particularly one that, you know. Um, that's something we'll I want to touch on in a while, actually. Definitely. Okay, we'll come yeah, back to yeah, that. It's an interesting to... point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I think what, so fast forward to now mm. and people are much more health conscious and they're thinking about, um, you know, how they can be healthier or fitter or whatever. And they're coming into yoga from a physical side, and then I'd say there is an element of spirituality that comes in 
you know, secondary, secondary to, the, to yeah, that. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of cool, though, isn't it's it? It's brilliant. It's maybe that's to what me. peeps or keeps people going along to it. That yeah, like well, there's more to it than just a physical exercise. Exactly. I think yeah. that's why yoga is becoming more popular. Mm. I think as another thing I thought we might talk about later is that you know people are getting more than just that that mm. physical. Oh, oh, I'm getting such a good stretch. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or they're getting stronger. Check out my quads. <laughs> <laughs> I can lick my feet. I don't mean bending that's over. Sometimes you might have to lick your feet. You know. <laughs> so I think that the more people are, you know get the physical benefits from it mm. then the more they want to do it and then slowly comes in the the more subtle aspects of mm. kind of just maybe being more centered or grounded or maybe just clearer calmer. Of thought certainly calmer yeah, yeah. yeah stress is killer okay so look, there's the main one that I've seen at the moment is like Bikram yoga that seems to be a big buzz at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you do, or is there like this? I presume there's tons of different types of there, yoga. There's loads. There's yeah. so much yoga out there. I don't do Bikram. Um, I've tried it and found it interesting for sure. Mm. Um, and it's basically yoga in a very hot. It's a very specific yoga. Okay. It's, it uses um, 26 postures okay. in the exact same sequence all the time. Um, it was basically kind of branded by Bikram himself. So okay. I don't know if you're, you know, that there's been lawsuits and things recently over this as well, because, no um, you know, he's branded this whole type of yoga. He's saying, these are my 26 postures and I do them this way. And I use this language about it when I teach and he's gone on to teach other people and it's become a whole chain of yoga. And yeah, it's in a heated room. I think it's like 40 degrees Celsius or something extremely hot. I think, yes. Yeah, um, so it's, you sweat a lot. It's got to be a beautiful <laughs> um, scene. But a lot of sweaty people yeah. in a hot room. Like, hey, maybe it's not so bad after all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Interesting. Interesting take. <laughs> but um, anyway, so, you know, he, he's he's said that the, this is my yoga. This is what I've I've developed and nobody else can use it. Um, but lately, um, I think the latest thing is that that's actually not legal. Um, oh, yeah. That he can't, yoga is not um, something that can be branded. It's out there for everybody to use. It's like... You know. In effect, he's trying to patent a particular yeah. type of yoga. Yeah, he's made okay. a lot of money out of it. So. Really? Yeah. Who is this guy? What's his name again? Bikram. Bikram. Bik- you could just John Bikram. Mr. Bikram. <laughs> he, sounds like, um, he sounds like someone who should be in a Die Hard movie. He actually has a first name I can't pronounce. I think it's Chad Roy or something. It sounds like a, a vegetable, maybe? <laughs> you could say anything. I'd be like, oh, that's his first name. Cucumber Bikram. Cucumber Bikram. Sorry, Mr. Bikram, please. <laughs> Yeah, Don't he, hold this against he's, me. He's, he's so not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're safe. Um, uh, yeah. So, and what type of yoga do you practice? Okay, so um, I w- I've learned, you know, I was trained through um, a method of, it's kind of a, an offshoot of Ashtanga yoga. It would be using Ashtanga yoga as a basis, um, a vinyasa flow kind of yoga. So basically what that is, is concentrating on your breath, as you move, so you might do a movement, inhale as you raise your arms, and then exhale as you fold forward. And so you're linking your own breath to your movement, and that just kind of creates a, move, a link between your body and your mind, because your breath is kind of that bridge between the two. Mm. If you're thinking about your breath, you can't really think about anything else, you know. But it's really important. You even see in the gym, like if you're deadlifting or doing yeah. any kind of weight exercise, yeah. how important it is to have the, the breath correct, yeah. you know, when to breathe in, when to breathe out, because... You know, it, it's just, you know, it keeps your core tight. It keeps yeah. everything. So you've got a good foundation for whatever yeah. you're doing. Like. And I like yoga has taught me. I've learned a lot about breathing with yoga. 
and like even how to breathe and, and you know that's really important yeah. if you're breathing from you know letting your diaphragm fully uh, contract or extend mm. and let your belly come out and draw your breath into your full lung capacity mm. a lot of people breathe up into their chest you know up really high and that actually is like stress producing anxiety provoking kind of way of breathing it's not like it's really not quick fast breaths. Yeah, yeah yeah that's i didn't know that before you know i think tony was telling me about that yeah. one day he gave me a really good exercise it's tony from cork kinesiology <laughs> but yeah he was like you know just breathe into your stomach first and let it fill from from the bottom up almost yeah and, you can you can slow your breathing on your heartbeat drops and it's like it's nice it's cool yeah, it's we should try that now <laughs> no keep breathing how much to be stressed <laughs> this to be a horrible experience for you so the popularity and acceptance of it um what do you attribute it to at the moment like in ireland like the the, the popularity and acceptance of yoga as a whole mm, yeah what do you attribute it to Maybe people are just becoming less afraid to try new things. Like I know in the fear last... Fear is a big one, I suppose, yeah. Fear is huge, isn't mm, it? Mm. Um, and, and not understanding, not knowing yeah. what it is. Um, I guess... I'm just I don't not know, giving There's just a like shit, a trickle you know? effect of health lately, mm. isn't there? Like yeah. you see so many people out running and cycling and... There's gyms opening up everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. people are just deciding that they want to live <laughs> a healthier life. I think people as well want to find um, mm. solace in attaching themselves to it. Yeah particular things it's like crossfit you know mm. it's like oh yeah I'll, I'll do crossfit and it's not overly far removed from any other type of training i know they've but it's like it's because it's branded and it's a thing and you're like oh i do crossfit it's almost like i play rugby or yeah certainly i, yeah. I think people like to identify maybe with something. it's that sense of community thing you know what i mean that yeah. people feel like they're better when they're attached to something as opposed to on their own you know yeah it's kind of cool and i think as well um as people kind of start to discover uh, they want to be healthier you start to realize things that aren't working for you like mm. I know a lot of people come to yoga for stress management and reduction and just relaxation uh, I get a lot of times this question people ask me is you know is it hard or is it just really kind of boring you're just laying around that's people assume that yoga is just totally like vegging out yeah, and yeah. definitely there's there can be a degree of that. sweaty <laughs> sweaty <laughs> vegging <laughs> back to Vikram <laughs> I love that guy <laughs> But um, oh no, I think people are realizing that they need a way to kind of come down off of this crazy life, mm. you know. So while the, the yoga that I teach is quite a physical practice and a lot of people kind of come away kind of going, it's you know, harder than I thought it was going to be, but not not in a super strenuous, like kill yourself exercise type of way, but yeah. just, you know, a bit challenging physically. But then there's an element of relaxation and in fact, the most important pose in a yoga practice, a physical body yoga practice, is the relaxation pose at the end. So okay. you're, when you're laying on your back and you're closing your eyes and just allowing your body and mind to integrate everything that you've done in a, you know, a series of postures. Okay. And, um, it's almost like taking a little nap. Yeah. It? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Except for you don't fall asleep. Well, you might, and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But um, It could be hard to get you out after <laughs> I've had a few snores in my class. Really? I love it though. I'm always so jealous of the people who fall asleep. Oh, it sounds so nice. You're over the top, breathing, just really stressed. <laughs> <laughs> breathing, top of your lungs. Like, I want to be them. <laughs> but um, no, the, the point of that, uh, Shavasana is what it's called. Um, it's, and that's relaxation pose, mm. is to stimulate the relaxation response in the body. So you actually have this like you know, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, you know, sympathetic being the fight or flight response where you're, you're really amped up and you're ready to kind of like 
ready for action. Mm. And then the parasympathetic response is the opposite of that. So that your body is coming down, it's calming, it's, it's restoring functions of the body, it's healing areas that need to be healed, you have reduced inflammation, things like this. And so since there's a huge physical benefits to it, there's as well as the mental. Exactly, yeah. yeah, it's massive physical benefits. And um, I think that like as a society, when we're really stressed all the time, mm. it's just one of those things that you use, a tool that you can use to like just restore your life a little bit. And like you're saying, come back to that calmness. Do you find that it's been, a, obviously, if you've gone down the road of starting to teach it and having your own class, it's obviously benefited you hugely. Yeah. Both physically and mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very much as a slow process over time. Yeah. Like, you know, I never had, I don't think I ever had like a bam, aha, kind of eat, pray, love moment where yeah. I was just like salvation has arrived, you, you know. you just started to float in your <laughs> living. But I can hover now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's level 10, I'm sure. <laughs> That's as high as At you least. go. <laughs> What's the gender balance like in classes? Like it seems to be like that it was almost more of a feminine thing. Is there more guys leaning towards doing it now? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I went to a class um, yesterday. Um, I go most of the class that I go. I, I learned, uh, I did my teacher training through Himalaya Yoga Valley Center. Okay. And they have a, a center. That's at Crawford, isn't it? It's Academy. across from the Crawford. Yeah, it's yeah. just down, um, it's on... Um, Academy Street, yeah. Okay. Um, it's an excellent place. They've got um, really great teachers and just a really good approach to teaching, I think. Um, and all the time seeing more and more men in there. Um, okay. and athletes and young men, old men, you know. So so like ladies, a... get down <laughs> to the yoga center. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there is, it is becoming kind of a little bit more balanced towards yeah. that. But interestingly enough, yoga started as kind of the you know the real physical postures when they started becoming really um i guess it probably would have been early kind of 1900s when it used to became popular in india as a practice for young men so it was all young men doing okay. yoga and it was all kind of you know 15 to 20 year olds who had all that extra energy that needs to kind of burn it off so doing you know three hours of yoga practices a day so so it was mostly a male-driven type of activity okay. and that actually just highlights how much energy we have in that age bracket you know 15 to 20 you're like god i wish i had that energy. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get it again with <laughs> i'm like Plug. i'm like major yoga enthusiast john's always john my husband uh war cry training booyah uh <laughs> i knew i'd get that in there <laughs> i was gonna do a whole war cry thing at the end of it actually <laughs> if i had video i would have had like a picture of john as well <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so I don't know where I was going with that. What was I saying? Uh, 15, yeah. 15 to 20-year-olds. Energy levels. Energy levels. Yeah. Yeah. Totally got off track. I totally got off track. Tangent. <laughs> so, yeah, Laura, let's get back on track. Um, is there an acceptance by, like, like you, obviously you work for, in a hospital, you know, you work for the, the medical, the healthcare system. Is there an acceptance of like these alternative practices nowadays like yoga within the healthcare community or is it still like I won't say frowned upon but is yeah. it still almost dismissed in a sense I don't know that's a good question is there many GPs doing yoga for instance I I don't know the answer to that I guess I work in like I work in critical care so oh. it's really the extreme yeah. side of yeah, the healthcare yeah. system if someone comes in a car so crash so I you know I just, just breathe yeah <laughs> do this pose and you'll be fine <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> no, I do think that there is becoming a little bit more of a trend toward some acceptance in, mm. in um, alternative medicine. Yeah. But, um, you know, Western science and medicine really, they want, you know, proof research saying yeah, this yeah. works or this doesn't work, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think I, I was telling you about uh, Dr. McCall, Timothy McCall. He's oh, yeah. an American yeah. doctor who um, he, he actually writes for Yoga Journal which is a big American yoga magazine. Okay. And um, he became really interested in yoga for his own health. Like I think he was healing like injuries from sports or whatever and started doing some yoga practice and started to take over his life. And he went to India and started studying how um, people were using yoga there as a therapy for healing. And um, he has a book out that's fascinating. It's got lots of... It's a lot of, lots of case studies, really, about how people are using yoga to help themselves. But he integrates research, um, Western and Eastern research, that have um, contributed to proving that a lot of these yoga techniques actually work. Yeah. I guess you can't say proving, but, you know, whatever research yeah. backing it up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's kind of nice if they could, like, coexist in harmony, you know. I don't see any mm. any reason why they shouldn't, you know. It's like, I remember discussing this with Tony when, when he was talking about the kinesiology, that, like, Western medicine is the best. If you go with a broken leg, yeah. you know, Western medicine can fix you, you know. But there are things where it kind of might like fall back in a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that it, it, there shouldn't be any reason that they can't coexist in harmony. Yeah. But it'd be nice if they actually did. But I think what you said there was really interesting. Like Western medicine can fix you if something you have a broken yeah, leg. But yeah. like I think if you can take a step back and you know, people can start to be a bit more proactive about their health. You might not need Western medicine. You might not need to take pills for your blood pressure if you can control your blood pressure through, you know, healthy exercise or whatever, mm. you know, healthy eating, things High that cholesterol, aren't... statins. I think I was, <laughs> I was reading something yesterday in the paper again about statins as a drug for high cholesterol. Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. And apparently there's like huge side effects to it. And I know someone who had was told that, okay, you have to go on statins. And he was like, no, I, I'm not going on it, you know. And he's like, is, the, is there an alternative? And they were like, no, you know. No, no, no alternatives, no, sorry. No this alternative. is it. push the button. Take the pill and sit on the couch and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then here's a pill for the side effects, you know. Yeah. And then here's more. Yeah. And you just don't know what that's, what is that doing to your body? I know. I, I've, I think the more you investigate it, it's kind of alarming how much, like, healthcare is driven by the pharmaceutical industry. You know, like if you read Ben Goldacre or any of these scary. guys, it's kind of like some of the tests that are done just seem to over favor the pharmaceutical companies and they're doing their own tests and, mm-hmm. you know, like they're dismissing stuff that might come against them in a sense. You're like, well, that's like. But you see, that's where the, that's another interesting point about the research then is like, you, you know, we all know that statistics can be skewed to show what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So. How your research is only as good as the person reading the research paper. You know, mm. I could quote things, and yeah. you know, it might might favor what I'm trying to tell you, but then that might be leaving out other vital information that happened Absolutely, in research. Absolutely, yeah. So, I think that's where, when coming back to yoga, which I think is is fascinating, is that it's a belief that our bodies already have the intelligence that we need, and so it's actually believing in yourself. Mm. So, when I'm coming back to the the spiritual side of it. It's really just getting to know yourself. It's an exploration of what's going on within you. Mm. And so many things manifest on a physical level that you can actually kind of just tune in and listen and kind of go, okay, like, I you know, 
what's going on with my stomach? Why am I having like digestion problems? Is it really like just what I'm eating? I seem to be eating the same things that other people are eating and it doesn't seem to bother them. Maybe there's something going on an emotional level that's causing you digestive issues and that you can tap into by just sitting with yourself, listening to your breath, you know, and then things actually come to you and you yeah. kind of go, whoa, like, oh, that's what's happening. It's yeah. interesting when you say belief because, you know, if I was reading Ben Goldacre about science, I think, and one thing that came out of it was the, the benefits of placebo drugs. You know, at times a sugar pill can be as effective as whatever other drug that might be out there. Yeah. But it's just the belief in yourself that, you know, I'm taking this. And then for some reason, two sugar pills might be better than one because <laughs> you believe that that's like two is going to obviously be better than one pill. Yeah. So it's going to improve me better. And it, it, it is really about the inner belief, the self-belief that you can change things or yeah. you know, make yourself better or whatever. And I think what is really important is that where is that coming from? Is that is somebody else telling you something? So you're believing that? Wouldn't it be better if you could believe something because you've experienced it yourself mm. or because you just trust yourself to know instead of trusting somebody else to tell you. And I think like for me, that's where I've found such a huge benefit of yoga Cool. because I've taken the time to, you know, explore what my, my body feels like going through physical postures. What does it feel like to sit by myself, you know, letting the thoughts come, letting them go and, what do feelings manifest and you know where does that take me why mm. am I feeling like that and it's amazing how when you listen answers will just come straight at you and they're the answers that are within you that you know you're actually listening to yourself you understand yourself yeah your body is yeah. trying to tell you it's cool it is again about probably slowing down and yeah just taking time for yourself I suppose yeah. you know yeah that's really interesting so was that what drew you to yoga initially was there any any reason that you kind of like, I, I presume you just went into the class and was like, well, wait a minute, this is, there's something here. Yeah, I actually started yoga as just like a fitness kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I wanted something to do in the winter, so I got some DVDs and was like, oh, it's cold outside, I don't want to go outside, let me just, what can I do at my yoga home? Yoga for dummies. I think I yeah. bought that DVD. <laughs> I hurt my back and I bought yoga for dummies and I was like, I think I tried it like three times. I think maybe you benefit better if you're yeah. in a class type environment. <laughs> I think classes are good, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I did start just by using a DVD, and um, then I did start going to classes. And um, I just enjoyed the classes. I didn't know why. I felt great coming out of them. Just, um, you know, it's like you're floating. That's why I called my uh, yoga classes Blue Sky, because, you know, that feeling you get when you're like, it's a blue sky day, yeah. and it's like, you know, the birds are singing, and it's crisp, and it feels fresh, and you just feel like, yeah, I could do anything today. Yeah. That's how you feel Plus coming out of the yoga it's a nice image, class. you know, blue sky. It's, 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 yeah. it is a really nice image. It's a good name. Thanks. Go you. <laughs> how long have you been running blue sky now? Just coming up to a year. Two years. Yeah, oh, in March. Year. Okay. March it'll be one year. And where do you run it out of? In... Uh, Ballinlock uh, Youth Center. Okay. Yeah. How often do you teach over there? Just, it's just on Tuesdays, um, yeah. just because my work schedule outside of it. Mm. Um, I can guarantee uh tuesdays off thank you very much Teresa o'brien <laughs> scheduling and uh, general icu Teresa, <laughs> props to Teresa. <laughs> um, and cucumber big cream of course <laughs> can't forget cucumber <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah tuesday mornings and okay. evenings yeah cool tuesday mornings and evenings yeah and what's the popularity of your class like has um, has it increased it has really? yeah yeah um i've just done some flyering in the area it started off with people that i knew you know hey yeah. come to my class okay we'll come it's <laughs> kind of like this everyone i've below yeah. actually 
three out of the five interviews as people I've done. That's a pretty good ratio, Karen. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, yeah. So it has it has grown in popularity. um, Yeah. And it's nice because I've seen people. People are coming from the community, which is really nice. So my morning. This is cool. It's reflective on yourself. You know, people and enjoy it you know they obviously kind of enjoy coming to, yeah. to your class in particular you know uh, i'd like to think so but um you know i'm it's i haven't created this you know it's just it's oh, just you, yoga oh, you <laughs> <This is over. laughs> i didn't make this up i didn't make up the class it's their own you know people are discovering it for themselves yeah you yeah. know mm. um i just provide it yeah. so you're like the guide i'm just like here it's available come if you want to please come please come <laughs> money so hungry <laughs> You got rats to feed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what's what are the numbers like? Would uh, you have, what's the biggest class you have? Ten. That's yeah. a good number, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um. So my morning class at the moment is about eight to ten people. Mm. My evening class has been kind of seven to eight or nine. You know. It's kind. So. Of, it's, it seems like a pretty inexpensive thing to do as well. You know. Yeah. You know, it's like. What, I don't know why, how much is it for a class. Uh, my classes are eight euro drop in. Really? Yeah, or like a pack of classes for okay. like a ten years. And all you got to do is show up with a mat. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I actually, I actually have the mats. So do you? So you can just show up. And... You can just show up. You know, you don't even have to wear clothes if you don't want to. Just joking. <laughs> Clothing is not optional. That could draw a completely <laughs> different type crowd. of crowd. Like... Get that one out. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's go back to the spiritual thing because I think it's really important. You know, I think it seems evident. Well, f- personally, I suppose you know, like there's almost like a social removal from organized religion and faith, and you know, like people aren't going to mass anymore and mm. blah blah blah. And do you think like people sense that lack of community? You know that maybe that okay fate was one thing but there was also like a connection with a bunch of people that on Sundays you went and you met a load of people and it was kind of a bonding thing do you think people are getting that through things like yoga nowadays like that probably that community thing I would think so yeah 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 um I think if there's if you're going to a yoga class and they provide a space to kind of hang out after you kind of get to talking to people who have values that are like yours or ideas that are like yours yeah yeah just the same type of interest so they get the same thing out of class and so yeah that's kind of what people have in a, maybe a, a shared belief or religion or something it like that it kind of highlights so, how how we need that spiritual connection i suppose you know as human yeah, beings you know i think so i think particularly when like we can be so distracted and disjointed you know we've, we're pulled in so many different directions we have so many things that we have to do and commitments to make that if you give yourself the time to kind of come back to what really matters which is you know, time for yourself, mm. who, whoever you are, you know, get to know that about yourself. Um, then, yeah, if you're in, in a space where other people are doing the same thing, then it, it does. It's that common bond. Exactly. And yeah. connection. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's important. It's really important. Um, I, I think, like we said before, that's kind of what keeps me, what, what kind of really grabbed me about yoga. You know, so it started as like a physical practice, started as just kind of some exercise to stay healthy and fit. And then I started mm. noticing these more subtle elements. So I started going to retreats and spending whole weeks at a time where I'm just doing morning yoga and evening yoga. And the time in between was just a lot of reflection and um, just being in tune with nature and with myself. And so it is kind of, it is spiritual, yeah, you know, is, as yeah. much as people might want to get away from, it's definitely not a religion. 
Um, it's more kind of just a, a technique that is you that you can use to kind of maybe it's something that organized re- religion has forgotten about in a sense or has lost you know that yeah. kind of the true value of what it should be about not like 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 i don't know like going to mass for the sake of going to mass or whatever but like well, the not... reason behind it you know the reason behind that spiritual thing yeah i know. like i like what you're saying there yeah it's mm. not um you're not worshiping anything yeah, you're not yeah. like you know giving over your yourself to anything um you know trying to you know it's not for you know this greater kind of mass of i don't know organization mm. it's really just about being in tune with and the it's world. not for the sake of it it's like actually yeah. really focused and driven i suppose yeah you know? definitely yeah um, so yeah, I think it's, you know, a, people have a, a greater sense of peace and a greater sense of purpose in their lives if they're, they're dedicating themselves to like a regular type of practice that, that makes them feel like that. It allows them to feel that way. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. So yeah, in, in terms of like spiritual leadership, are there any gurus within the yoga community or like that people trying to ascertain to be like or yeah yeah Yeah, definitely i mean there's people who kind of led movements of yoga um Mm. i don't know uh, you know as far as like the spirituality the spiritual side goes um i can't necessarily pinpoint anybody but people who've kind of leaders in the yoga world that have made it kind of what it is today people like um iyengar i don't know if you've heard of bks iyengar um he was a, a gentleman he um excellent yogi and he spread yoga to the West, really. He started to make it popular in America in particular. And one of the main things he did was um, made it adaptable for people who maybe couldn't do, you know, look at these yoga poses that, you know, your leg is behind your head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, He's, he actually started bringing in props and modifying things so that it was much more accessible. Slowed accessible it all down people. a little more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just made it so that, like, you know, it's not a big deal that you can't touch your toes. You can work on it, and, and that's good enough, you know, that it's not the most important thing. Or um, made it, maybe made it less scary for people to, to try because you make, make something more accessible by bringing in a prop, you know, sitting on a chair to do something rather than having to stand. Or um, Yeah, so I think he just really opened doors for people. Cool. And interestingly enough, his teacher was Krishnamacharya, who... Um, was that uh, really fascinating person. Um, he actually wanted to kind of prove the point that yoga is a very effective tool. And um, he actually stopped his heartbeat for up to, I think, two or three minutes um, in, a, in a demonstration. Yeah, he slowed his heart rate down so much just by use of, like, breathing and um, meditation that he, he, you know, that he had no pulse for a number of minutes. I, I think it was up to three minutes. You could probably watch some documentary on the internet about it. But um, That is insane. If you Wikipedia it? him, you, you'll find yeah, that information. Yeah. It's really interesting. What's his name again? Krishnamacharya. It um, starts with a K. Okay. Start with a K. K-R. Go phonetic on that one. That's that's insane. Yeah, that, how much control we can have over our own bodies, you know. But that's the whole point, oh and God. that's what he wanted to prove. You know, is that you have the ability if you just take the time to, you know, if you take a lot of time <laughs> to start like to forty years or something at least <laughs> level ten. <laughs> you have to move past hovering. Yeah, level eleven. But uh, another book I was reading the other day, um, an- another fella did it. His name was Swami Rama. And he was being studied in Kansas. Whoop, whoop, hometown. <laughs> Home state, I should say. 
and um, he kind of did the opposite. So he could have, they were, they were studying him, um, brain waveforms, they were looking at his brain waveforms during meditation, and he very easily went through um, all the four different brain waves that they could identify, um, including, I don't know, was it gamma waves? Something, anyway. In deep sleep, you have these really slow brain waves, mm. and um, he was able to recall things that were being said when he had his um, brain waves in this. So he should have been asleep and you know not aware of what was going on around him, but he was. Um, and they did another kind of examination on him where they hooked up um, electrocardiogram dots, um, wires on his chest, and they could monitor the electrical activity of his heart. And they could see that he... Um, well, he was going to quote unquote stop his heart. They were watch, watching his uh, electrical activity while he did this. And he ended up elevating his heart rate so much to like 300 beats per minute, which is about as fast as your heart can go. Oh, Jesus. To the point, it's called atrial flutter. It's this, this waveform. And um, to the point where, you know, your heart's going so fast, it wouldn't have enough time to actually fill with blood and then pump that blood out. So you would lose a pulse. So if you went to check, like, you know, any of his major pulse points for a pulse, he wouldn't have one. So this lasted for, I think, you know, 10 or 15 seconds, this um, cardiac waveform. And they were like, okay, okay, you made your point, you know. And then he was able to just come out of it like that, you know. He just came back to, like, his resting 70 beats per minute and then got up and walked away. No big deal. So I think, like, little points like that are just so fascinating because they show you if you do take the time to kind of get to know yourself, get to know your body, get to know how you work, um, you know, you're able to, to make changes that we, will actually, you know, make a difference in your life, could actually help you get better, healthier, heal yourself from illnesses or injuries. And that's the whole point. Is that it's amazing power. You can do it. Yeah, you know, you don't need somebody you. else. It's, yeah, it's yeah. within you. You don't. And your attitude, you know. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's, it, it is, yoga is a very empowering thing. Cool. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over there on Tuesday morning. No, we don't want you to stop your heart just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. No, no, that's just a regular heart Actually. attack. Um, <laughs> nine, nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose in, in effect, really, then, do you think our attitude towards health as a whole is changing, you know, with people like trying out new things and whatever else, you know, training, yoga. There seems to be a, a shift in our in our attitudes towards health physically and mentally. It's, it's important, isn't it? Yeah. I think especially the mental health. You see the, there's a lot of campaigning for, you know, mental health awareness yeah. and stuff. And it's kind of mad to think that however many years ago, maybe 20, 30 years ago, you would have been just called mad and just like almost sent away you know what I mean but it's kind of cool that there's the attitude shift is there um is there a similar attitude in Ireland as there is to the states let's go back to the fact that you were born in you were born in Kansas I was born in Texas Texas yeah. yeehaw Texan. but yeah I Lone Star. Kind of. boom <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, um yeah is there is it is it similar there is there a similar attitude towards health as it would be here or is it more advanced over there is it is there many differences or similarities? Um, I think, I think um, maybe it's kind of in that whole uh, wave of like people getting healthier mm. and really like latching on to like fitness and exercise and stuff. Maybe you know Ireland might be a little bit behind times in some ways. You know, saying that you know this, we'll say like you're starting to see a boom in interest in yoga. We'll say mm. now, 
And that would have been maybe 10 years ago in the States. It started to become really popular, you know, even before then, but really mainstream kind of. So yeah, while Ireland might be a little bit behind in some ways in time frame, I really don't think it's that different. Yeah, there's no vast chasm. I also think there's real extremes in um, in health. Like there's people who are really starting to see that that's important and look after themselves, and then there's really the other end of the spectrum yeah, where yeah. they're just it's not even registering. You know. Yeah. But I think you make a good point though. Like, however many whatever fifty years ago you would be locked away for locked being, away. Yeah. You know, mentally insane or whatever and then mm. just really what's a total lack of understanding of what's happening within people's brains mm. you know so yeah that's a good point actually there's like more as well as the attitude shift there's a, a change in the understanding of yeah of what's going on that's you know? kind of we're the age that we're living in with information mm. isn't it yeah but all the more reason then to start to look after your mental health because you know you're all the more and more people are struggling with things like not so much like you know schizophrenia or you know things that we didn't really didn't understand years and years ago but depression and loneliness and the, all those types of mood type of things stuff, yeah. stress or just you know the internet bullying things like that i mean yeah. you know we didn't have to deal with that when we were young but now you know younger people are really having to deal with the things that would cause a lot of stress and you wouldn't know that it's going on in their life you wouldn't you know look at them and say they're in a stressful situation, but we wouldn't know because, you know, we're living our lives online. So yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. It's strange. Yeah. The internet bully thing or bullying thing is, it's, it's, it's a funny one to get your head around. If I don't think you could really, I, I can't really understand it. Cause you know, you relate back to the time you were in school and mm. that didn't exist when you left school, you left school. And if you know, you didn't have to think about it again until yeah. the next morning, but no, yeah. it can just go on and outside that. You and know? like, you know, it all depends on like what's happening within your own reality, you know? And so like that, if you're physically away from the bully, um, then you're fine. You know, you don't really have to think about it too much. But if you're constantly have this device that you can look at and you're constantly getting information, what other people think about you, like, you know, if you don't have a strong sense of self and you know what, you know, teenager does, (laughs) you know, it's hard. Then. And such pressure from the peer group as well, because it's not like, it's it's not like it's almost one and one. It's kind of like if someone targets someone, then they can target someone, and everyone else can almost watch them yeah. being targeted, and it's which makes it even harder and harder. Yeah. For for that person, it's. But that's because you don't have this, you know, you don't have this physical connection, or you don't have this physical barrier that you have to, you know, it's all kind of made up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, quite whimsical and. It's really bizarre. But yet so powerful. It's so powerful. I think this is it's good for. You know, even there's so much information out there on yoga. I think it's good for for people to actually listen to someone or go to a class and go, okay, this is what it's about, as yeah. opposed to going online and trying to. Because I, I even even when I was looking through it yesterday, I was reading through it, but it kind of doesn't make sense until someone goes, well, this is what's it about, and you yeah. know, it's kind of nice. So it, I, I think education is key. You know. Yeah. Um, would you ever think that yoga might be taught in schools uh, in I, PE? I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. I think it's really important. I mean, I think we're beginning from a from a kind of a sports athletic kind of whatever aspect. Mm. People are understanding the importance of mobility and flexibility. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, if you really are say, you know, you're into weightlifting. Mm. 
and it's important to get stronger, but it's also good, important to have a certain range of mobility within your joints mm. and um, certain flexibility within the muscles so that you can actually access the, the moves that you're trying to do, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And therefore, you'll get stronger uh, because you're more able to do the activity. Yeah. You know? So I think that is... Um, is it Ryan Giggs that you were talking about earlier? Mm, yeah, Ryan Giggs. Uh, you know, people like that who are saying, oh, you know, yoga has benefited me so much. Um, and people, you know, they'll, they're advocates for yeah. yoga, aren't they? Yeah. Um, it's really popular in fighting too, fighting sports, isn't it? Because yeah. flexibility, flexibility is really important for those those sports. Um, I even quote, I think Ryan Giggs has released or brought out like a yoga DVD with his yoga instructor. But like, I think he, he or she, I can't remember who his instructor was, but uh, he or she does yoga now at Manchester United and Man oh, City, yeah. you know, so it's part, it's, it's part of their yeah, it's seeping training in culture. from so many different angles yeah. and, um, you know, people will start to see that, you know, for, for young athletes and mm. it will start to get incorporated in school and then, you know, hopefully it'll just be something that, that just kind of slowly gets integrated into mm. our lives that, um, that it's used for you know, both physical benefits and for mental benefits. I think in schools are probably more beneficial from, like, I think at a young age, you can probably get away with yeah. not being so physically perfect in a sense because yeah. you are you don't really notice things, you know what I mean? It's only when you get older, you're like, maybe I should have worked on that. But <laughs> Well, interestingly, like, I was trying to think back to, like, my first yoga experience. And this isn't, it wasn't specifically yoga, but I remember being in some class, I don't know, was it history or, I, don't, I really don't remember what class it was. But um, our teacher had us go through this relaxation exercise. And really? it was literally, he was like, everybody lay on the floor, get comfortable, close your eyes, and just, you know, focus on your breathing for, I think, probably five minutes is all. And that I, that was, I think, my first time I experienced this kind of moment of like, oh, okay, you can, you can of, actually do you this. You can actually do this, yeah, you know. Yeah. So probably we have a huge benefit, um, you know, not only for activity levels in, in school, but for concentration. Academia, and, yeah. Um, yeah, just actually better brain function. Yeah. If, if people could, if teachers could incorporate it into the classroom, that would be cool. It's, again, it's like almost stuff we've forgotten. I, I heard um, there was a radio DJ um, on 2FM, I think, or Radio 1. I can't remember his name, but basically he suffered from depression. It wasn't Gareth O'Callaghan, it was another guy. But he, he had to leave work for a while and he came back. But he said he started reintroducing into his life the art of the doze, you know. It's like going for a nap. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I'm going away there. And he'll tell his family he's going to, I don't know, he's doing something in the other room. And he'll just go in and fall asleep, you know. <laughs> and he's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> old lads years and years ago would have just done it naturally, you know. They'd have done a lot of work. Yeah. Then they might have sat in a, in a hedge or a ditch. <laughs> and and I can sleep. remember my grandfather would used to sit in a ditch on a stone and he might fall asleep there for a half an hour an hour and you're like actually he's just having an old nap you know but it's it's kind of that unwinding thing yeah. that it's like all do you of this find that like we are always trying to justify things in our life like so if you wanted to go for like a little power nap ooh, you have to be like oh yeah. power nap is meant to be beneficial because you get more productive out of it blah 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 there's nothing wrong with just yeah. going for a nap <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's like it's like anything i suppose it's like you have to, i suppose people have different perceptions of how you should live your life you know well, it's even like true. buying a house you know you kind of go, well, why didn't you buy a house? And you're like... Oh, oh I love that question. Yeah, you're like, I kind of... <laughs> do you buy or do you rent? <laughs> that is a really personal question. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I bought a house, I rent a husband. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's Yeah, you're constantly... 
maybe that's always been there. I don't know. Maybe. That you're kind of having to justify yourself um, for whatever you do. I, I kind of struggle with that myself sometimes. I'm yeah. like, I do feel like maybe it's because the way I was raised or whatever, but I do, um, I do s- seem to think that I have to justify myself a lot. And yeah. I, I, you shouldn't really. Well, I think everybody does. Especially yeah, everybody at 37 like or whatever, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm only 27. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, you shouldn't have <laughs> But to. in 10 years' time. <laughs> in 10 years' time. But I'm really old. <laughs> I actually have to say, I had to look through there. Um, do you know David O'Doherty? He's, a, he's an Irish comedian. Yeah, oh yeah, me and Dave, you know, yeah, I know yeah. <laughs> Just back to the social media things you were saying, mm-hmm. he, he said something yesterday on Twitter, he said, the genius of Instagram is that they found a way to make basic human existence competitive, competitive. <laughs> I'm like, that's a really astute comment. I'm that's like, really good. Isn't yeah. it? It's like people taking pictures of their dinner or something and they go, oh, look at my We're obsessed lasagna. <laughs> it's um, way better than yours. <laughs> Or like, um, it's it's this comp- competition of like, you know, oh, I got it way cheaper or, yeah. oh, I made it way more organic or <laughs> who cares? I made it without any heat source. <laughs> <laughs> I just left it cook itself in the sun. You're like, oh, okay. <coughs> so yeah, um, education, PE, yeah. yoga. It's, it, is, it is something that you should, maybe they are considering it. I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we should have done our research on that one. Maybe it's something we can do for our next interview. <laughs> I think we've covered everything, Laura. Is there any final thoughts? Is there um, anything you'd like to throw out there? No, I guess just I would encourage people to <coughs> try. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, one thing I really picked up in, one of the many things I picked up in <laughs> teacher training was, you know, it was really highlighted the fact that we're all different. We're all made differently. We're all, um, we all have different needs and different things. We're all motivated by different things. And, um, probably there's something in yoga for everybody. You know, it might be that you, you are drawn to it for one thing, really the physical side. And then you realize, oh my God, I really like chanting yeah, <laughs> as yeah. I did. Or, um, you know, you, you just don't know, you don't yeah. know until you try. Um, there's really no reason to be afraid of it. it. It really is something for everybody. People shouldn't be intimidated by the crazy posture or poses. Or... No, and a lot of people say, oh, I can't, you know, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. Well, hello, that's the point. You yeah, know, you can yeah. get a little bit more flexible, you know, with yeah. it. Um, but it is, I would encourage anybody to, to give it a give And it a obviously try. you'd encourage people to go to your class in particular. It's amazing. Blue sky yoga. <laughs> What's up with that, yo? Uh, actually, yeah. Is do you have um like an internet page or website um, or Facebook page? Facebook. So you can Facebook um, Blue Sky Yoga. And I should have brought the. <laughs> I'm useless with internet stuff. Absolutely useless. <laughs> just type um, in. I'm sure if you typed in Facebook, Facebook Blue Sky Yoga, Blue Sky Yoga, they will find you. I'll be there. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Thanks a lot, Karen.